Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Robcast. This is Rob of the Robcast. I will be your companion for the festivities. <laughs> Episode three, four, five, and this one is called The End of Jealousy. So here's what I want to do in this episode. I want to talk about something that you can build in your heart so that jealousy ends. Not the feelings, those may come and go, but so that you don't have to be jealous. Literally, you don't have to be jealous ever again. So uh, let's get right into it because it's a very, very simple idea, won't take a lot of time, and it can completely change the entire game forever. And uh, I'm saying this because, well, obviously you realize I only talk about things on the Robcast um, that I've, like, experienced. Like, what's actually possible? Because that's the thing we do. We have experiences and we talk about them, right? Something happens and then we tell the story of what happened. So a couple things about jealousy first. Uh, well, there's jealousy and then there's envy. Jealousy is the resentment from somebody having something that you think is yours, and then there is envy, which is the feeling of wanting something that belongs to someone else. And the reason why I say that is these have subtle, different nuances and undertones, but it all pretty much comes across the bow as the same ambiguous hairball, right? That I just mix a boating metaphor with an image of a hairball? <laughs> Nevertheless, you're with me, right? So uh, first off, there's nothing about what uh, I want to lay out for you here in this episode that's about not having those feelings from time to time. You had this partner. They left you. Now they're with somebody else. You see them, and something in your heart just, ugh, the agony. We're not talking about those feelings, because the feels, they come and go, right? So we're not talking about somehow shutting off that valve, because you get those feelings from time to time. What I, what I want to explore here is what you can build in your heart so that you know what to do when you experience that particular sensation that you and I know to be jealousy and its strange cousin, envy, which all often feel the same way. So once again, we're not trying to become some sort of, uh, I don't know, what would you say, disembodied, cold, robotic being in which we don't actually feel these things. What we're talking about is what to do with them. Yeah. So, a couple things. Uh, first off, when you see somebody and you experience that sensation of jealousy and envy, just a couple notes on the front end. You actually have no idea. You actually have, we have no idea. So when we see somebody who has something that we want, we have no idea what else that person's going through. This is very, 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 very basic, but it's important to state. Judging the exteriors of somebody and what you don't know about their interiors by what you do know about your interiors, yeah, that will always, always be a mess. Here's an example. If I were to make a list for you of the wealthiest people that I have met, and I were to make a list for you of some of the most tortured, miserable people that I have met over my time here on Earth. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the same people would be on those two lists. 
<laughs> if I were to make a list of some of the most miserable, tortured people that I have met, and I were to make a list of some of the most famous people that I have met, and my experience of them, a lot of the same people would be on both of those lists. And I realize that's incredibly stereotypical and that's incredibly generalizing, but uh, when we move in these territories, notice how quickly, when somebody has something you want, notice how quickly your storytelling muscles can kick in. And we'll, and we'll get to that in the end here. But notice how quickly you can jump from what you don't know about them to what you do know about yourself. And notice how, if, if you're not conscious of it and you're not aware of it, you can fill in all sorts of spaces where you actually know next to nothing. So that person who has that thing that you wish you had, you have no idea what else they live with. No idea. Taking what you do know you live with and holding it up to what you actually have no clue. So on the front end here, casual observation. One of the things about the end of jealousy and the thing next that we're going to talk about that you're going to build in your heart is you're getting better and better at noticing the story that you immediately start telling and you're get, getting better and better at, at slowing that all down. Slowing it all down. I don't need a story. I don't need to tell... I don't need to add a bunch of details here to this experience that I'm having because all that's going to do is make me more miserable. Now, here's what we do to end jealousy. You build a converter in your heart. So you do. Build it. So however you picture it. I don't know. Pickup sticks, Lincoln logs, rubber bands, you have a soldering iron. However you imagine that converter, you build it in your heart. For some reason, I, when I picture mine, it has like a spin wheel in it and something comes in one side and there's like this thing that's spinning and then it shoots it out the other side. So, uh, and by the way, if the imagery that, that right now, take a deep breath, watch this, take a long exhale and picture building a converter in your heart. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but notice even this exercise. Even the idea of building a converter in your heart. Notice what imagery comes to mind. Maybe yours is like super like elastic and rubbery. Maybe yours is like very German, very BMW Audi. It's got lots of very precise parts. Maybe yours is like gum attached to like Q-tips. You know, it's, it's very stuff you just found in the drawer in the bathroom. Right. However that is, you build a converter so that when those feelings come in, when you have those sensations of jealousy and it's twin envy. Yeah, we feel those feels, but we picture them running through the converter. Yeah, and here's how the converter works. The converter works by converting it from, look what they have that I wish I had. And all the, what is it, concomitant? All the concomitant res resentment and anger, and bitterness that comes with that. And what you do with this converter is you go from look what they have to look what's possible for all of us. 
look what's possible. You move it from look what happened to them to, and generally what happens with that parentheses is look what hasn't happened for me. You move it to look what's possible for us human beings. You move it from deprivation, look what I don't have that they have, to imagination, look what's possible. Now, I know this sounds incredibly simple. It's because no matter how sophisticated and educated and accomplished, blah, 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 you think you are, the way that we actually function is very, very simple. The heart is not impressed with big words and fancy mechanisms. Your heart, the center of your being, it moves, uh, it moves elegantly. That's the simplicity after complexity. So you'll notice the moments in your life when, when you wake up a little more, the moments that you would call a breakthrough, the moments when things shift, they're rarely, they contain a world of complexity, but it's the complexity on the other side. It's an elegance to it. So picture right now, somebody, who has something you wish you had. Yeah. Now picture that converter. Run that feeling through the converter from look what they have, meaning what I don't have and wish I had. Look how unfair it is. Run it through the converter to, oh my God, look what can happen to human beings. Look what's possible. And if you're like, yeah, but they're, God, they're, they're, unbearable. They are insufferable. They are nasty. They are stingy. They lie. They cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notice what the converter can do with that. Man, that happened to them. You can say that's unfair. You can also say, and that happens to people like that. <laughs> Imagine what else is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more uh, simple and elemental your converter is, the better, the better. Now, there's something very, very, very plate tectonic-ish happening when you do that. Because for most people, the fundamental lens they're wearing is the lens of separation. So for most people in the modern world, they begin with the parts. They begin with separation. They begin with me here and everybody else out there. And so this separation runs so deep that most experiences with other human beings... Are, run through, are seeing the glasses are separation. So that happened to them, this hasn't happened to me. What separation does is separate all experience into bits and pieces and fragments. That experience of that person, that experience of that person, my experience over here. And it can, you can get to the point where you're literally saturated in separation. You can't begin to see the whole or the interconnectedness of everything, the oneness of it, because separation has become like a neural, just a giant neural highway in your brain. It's a musculature itself. Everything is about me over and against everybody else. But you can, yeah, put the hand on the heart. Notice what happens with that converter you've built in there. When you take that experience of envy, jealousy, whatever it is, that feeling, because those come up, can't deny them, so just take it. Just play with it. Run it through the converter from look what happened to them to look what's possible for us. What you've just done is move from separation to wholeness. You've just moved from distinction to oneness. 
you've just got moved from division, me over and against them, what they have versus what I have. You've just moved from division to unity. Yeah. Look what's possible for us. Yeah. Yeah, look what's possible. Look at that. Look at that. This, uh, yeah, this might might be the biggest leap a person makes. The leap from scarcity to abundance is obviously right there in the mix of all of this. But notice the relationship to hope. There was a number of a couple of Robcasts ago. We uh, I talked about hope and how for many people hope is a belief about where the world out there is headed someday in the future. And, and explored how, the, well, that's just separation at its finest, like a world somewhere outside of me, and what do you think about where it's headed someday? But when you begin to understand that what's happening within you, you are the thing. All of us together, we're the thing. So as you take one step in a new direction, that's where hope comes from. You're no longer asking questions about what you believe about a separate thing out there, but you've taken, something's happened within you. You're a little more liberated, a little more free, a little more open, a little more aware of the love and peace that permeates everything. So you're no longer caught up in the abstract question about the thing out there because you've discovered that, yeah, you want to see the collective shift? Then watch the shifts happen within you. Yeah, we're the thing. <laughs> we are the thing. Yeah, especially... If somebody who you resent and have a difficult time with has something that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that came their way. Yeah. Take your resentment and own it and then just work with it. Yeah. Dance along to it. It came to them. They have that. Wow. Boy, that opens up. Yeah. You notice how you can play that one way, scarcity and separation, which is how in the world does somebody like that get that? Notice how you can also tell a completely different story. Man, that came to them, and they're like that. <laughs> Man, what else is possible? <laughs> yeah, so let's take something, uh, sometimes with an exercise like this, take something very material and basic, uh, and, and like take an example that you'd almost laugh at because it's such like a like a weird stereotype and play with it because that's where you can actually get to it more. So take, uh, let's think of one. Oh, okay, how about just a car? Yeah, it's a very American example. Let's take a car. You have some POS car. It's got fake wood siding. It's just not like you, do, you don't even want to be seen in that car. And uh, there's somebody you see on the street or somebody you know, and they have a car that's a car. You're like, God, I would love to drive a car like that. How did they get to drive that car? Yeah, let's take something super, like, kind of slightly juvenile, but very adult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Notice how you can, you can be like, God, how come they get to drive that? Now, run it through the converter. Look at the cars we get to drive. Yeah, especially if it's nice. You're like, God, I would give anything to drive that. Yeah, run that through the converter. Look at the cars that are possible to drive. Look at the cars that come our way. Look at the cars we've made. Just shift it from I and them to we. And once again, once again, we got to go full Captain Obvious here. We got to out-duh ourselves. Because in matters like this, 
that sort of haunt you and grate on your nerves and get under your skin and are grating and irritating, you have to make it super, super simple. Yeah, yeah. If you're taking notes, use crayon or pencil. That's how you get there. That's how you get there. <laughs> True wisdom isn't adding layers of complication. True wisdom is when it starts to get really simple and elegant. So try this, the person who has that house, let's get really, really like objects, materials, house, houses, I don't know, cars, clothes, vacations, what are the other cliche examples? A pool? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run that all through the converter. Look at the kinds of things that come our way. Yeah, do that, do that. See what you're ever so subtly doing? Yeah, is you're claiming the joy of it. Yeah. Look at what's possible. You're actually claiming a wonder and awe about just what happens in the world. Yeah. Now, here, here's the thing under that, which is probably kind of actually the engine of the entire thing we're doing here. The mental structures that we have created shape things way, way more than generally we realize. And most, God, is that true? Yeah, yeah, that is, that's true. Most of the great moments of liberation and breakthrough in your life will be when something unconscious becomes conscious. Some system you've had you didn't realize you had, and sometimes that happens quite suddenly, you see all of a sudden like, wait, I'm carrying that around? So, so most of the great steps into greater maturity happen when something that has been unconscious, we weren't aware of it, becomes conscious. So I picture like a water level within me. It rises just high enough that I can all of a sudden see it. Uh, or the water level um, goes down and suddenly what was just below the surface all of a sudden becomes apparent. Like, oh, you can spot it. Oh, I had that going around. Here's an example. Um, the person who says, uh, look at what they have in the midst of that feeling of jealousy or envy. Look what they have. Nothing like that ever comes my way. Can you, can you, can you even feel in that sentence, nothing like that ever comes my way? Notice the mental rigidity. Notice the storytelling that has already gone on. Notice the inflexibility in regards to how life unfolds in space and time. So often what happens is we are clinging to these stories and then wondering why our life goes a particular way. But notice how obvious it is when you just say it out loud. Somebody who says, nothing like that ever comes my way. Guess what tends to happen, <laughs> right? Things like that. Notice how the system is perfectly designed for the results that it's achieving. Now, once again, once again, those of you who your little woo button is blinking, where this is not double woo, right? We're not where this is a proper level of woo. We're not talking about some of that. You know what I mean? When people get all manifesty, and I'm fine with that, but sometimes it gets a little double woo, right? And you're like, what? We're talking here about making sure that your mental structures are in alignment with a proper view of creation. Yeah, we're in alignment with a proper understanding of how the world actually unfolds in its abundance and generativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So notice the mental structures in those moments. So one of the one of the things that's huge about the converter that you're building, that you've built over the past seven minutes, is you take the feel, the sensation, jealousy, envy, you run it through the converter, and one of the things that will happen as, you're, as you, your converter gets more efficient and you get better and better in, at your converter, like your converter will work better over time. And trust me on this. You can, that converter, I'm telling you, it can get so efficient and so impressive. That's something. But as you build this converter, what you will notice is it will show you over time very quickly the story you're telling, and you'll be able to see the story with a new clarity. So you will catch yourself going, God, nothing like that ever happens to me. Wait, extraordinary things happen to me all the time. Yeah, anybody anywhere who makes generalizations like that, I just never get a break. Wait, what? You don't? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, those sort of totalizing generalization statements, they come straight from the pain. They have almost no resemblance to what's actually happening. Oftentimes that person has just told you something extraordinary that's come their way, but then they, the feeling, the jealousy, the envy arises, and they say something that is patently untrue. So you'll actually just get better and better at, at being truthful in the process. That's one of the benefits, one of the side effects of the converter. So pick something else. Pick something else, something else that somebody has that you wish you had. Yeah. Take the feeling. Once again, don't deny it. Take the feeling. Take that sensation. Take what it does uh, in you. Run it through that converter. Run it through that converter. Look what's possible. Look what can come our way. I would love, not, and, and you can add stuff like this, I would love for that to come my way. But the moment you have affirmed it coming to someone else, notice how that starts to flow. Because what we do in our jealousy is we energetically block it as it flows to somebody else. I cannot believe that came to them. They don't deserve that. Look at how they are. Why did they get that? Notice what happens there. We block it energetically coming to them. We struggle with it. We have tension about it coming to them. We're almost, what we're doing at a deep level is we're fighting the fact that it has been received by them, and then we wonder why things have a difficult time apparently flowing to us. You see how that works? We have placed a thing on them, a tension, a refusal, a fighting of the generativity of the universe as it flows to them, and in doing that, we then wonder why things don't <laughs> flow to us. <laughs> We're funny creatures, aren't we? And you see part of the converter, what the converter does is it breaks that. Yeah. Because the converter allows it to flow to them. And, and this may be difficult at first. And that's okay. We got all the time. We always have plenty of time. There's never a rush. Time is not running out. Time is not scarce. What we're doing when we say, look what can come our way, is we're freely affirming things as they have flowed to that person. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We are freely affirming, yep, that came their way. And instead of fighting it, we're just celebrating it. That came to them. All right. Yeah. And what that does is create all kinds of space 
and watch what happens. Watch what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You see somebody who has some talent and you're like, I'd give anything to be able to do that. Celebrate. Look what we're capable. Look at the kinds of talents that we have. Look at the things. Somebody's able to do something effortlessly that takes you an incredible amount of effort. They just seem to be able to just, everything they touch turns to, yeah, celebrate that. Wow. Look at the grace with which they move in the world. I'm telling you, you build that, you build that converter and watch how much more you move in the world with grace. Yeah. They seem to, to move with a certain ease and flow. How come they just make it look easy? Okay, celebrate it. God, they just make it look easy. What a, man, it's a joy to watch them in action. Look at how it works for them, appears to work for them. And then notice what happens. Notice what happens. I'm telling you, you build this converter and watch what starts to happen within you. Yeah. So, one final thought. Let's say you're somewhere. Somebody shows up, somebody walks by, somebody drives by, somebody tells a story, and those, those feelings, those perceptions, those emotions rise up, and you're like, oh, and the old, like, jealousy thing, let the feelings come in. Maybe say to the people around you, one second, one second, that story you just told, one second, I got to run it through my converter. <laughs> if y'all could please be quiet around the table, um, I have to run that through my converter. Okay, good, thanks. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, so try this. Try this. Try this. It's obviously the move from scarcity to abundance. Yeah. Yeah. It's the move from separation to wholeness. It's the move from me versus you to us. It's the move from a single cell all by itself fighting a survival to, hey, we're all cells in the same body. Yeah, and watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. This, my friends, has been episode three, four, five.